0: Welcome to the Power Up PowerCast. My name is Tyler.
1: I'm Andrew.
2: And I'm Caitlin.
0: And as always, we have a lot to cover this week with The Legend of Tarzan, Windows 10 Anniversary Update, the new AMD graphics card, and we'll also dive into Issue 5 of Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, and of course, much, much more. With that said, if you joined us last week, you'll know that we're starting each podcast with a round of trivia. Our current score is myself with 1.1 points, Caitlin with a half a point and Andrew with zero because he didn't play last week. And this week, it's going to be me not playing. It's going to be me asking questions uh, to Andrew and Caitlin. And let's see how you guys do. It's going to be three questions and they're going to pertain to actors, some tech stuff, and uh, some movies as well. So you guys ready?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: All right. You excited?
2: Yeah, bring it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, question one is going to be, one point for each correct answer, up to three points. All right. All right. So if you uh, if you know your stuff here, you could get quite a bit of points. And the question is: the actor Alexander Skarsgård plays Tarzan in *The Legend of Tarzan*. What Hold other on, we've shows? Hold on, we got a Brutus
1: breaking okay. in here. He's supposed- oh, get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs>
0: All right, so the first question is, the actor Alexander Skarsgård, hopefully said that right, plays Tarzan in The Legend of Tarzan. What other shows or movies is he known for or in? True Blood. Ooh, that's one point for Caitlin.
1: She's covering my mouth. (laughs) Uh, What's a total total (laughs) number that we're going
0: for here? Uh, We're looking for up to three. Up to three. There's up, up to three points available for this one. I don't know him from anything else.
2: I also know he was in a Lady Gaga music video, if that counts. That
0: is, that is two points for Caitlin. This is stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel really bad I know these things. But um,
1: I don't know him from anything.
2: <laughs> you know him from True Blood.
1: Yeah, but like besides that.
2: <laughs> those, those are the only two I think I know him from.
0: I'm, I'm actually really impressed that you knew the Lady Gaga music video. When I found out, I actually had to watch the video uh, to make sure. So
2: Yeah, he totally kills was it and... Was it
1: worth yeah. watching? Uh,
0: it, it, it was kind of embarrassing. I made sure to turn the audio down really down, so no, none of my neighbors heard it.
1: <laughs> the first time you listened to it, but then after that, you cranked it up, right? He sings oh, in yeah. the
0: car. I kind of tried following along with the dances. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's stuck in your head now, isn't it?
0: I will not sing that on this podcast.
1: <laughs> For copyright reasons only. Oh, if course, you got a point yeah. for it, would you sing it? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking the question. He can't get points.
0: Any other guesses? Those are only two I know.
1: Yeah, I can't think of anything.
0: All right, so some other answers that would have also worked is Battleship. Oh, like we did the, the
1: movie based on the game. Yeah, movie based on the board movie. game. Yeah, it was terrible.
0: Uh, Zoolander two.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that.
0: Oh, I totally
2: I forgot he was in that movie. The
0: Diary of a Teenage Girl.
1: Yeah, would not know that. <laughs>
0: and, yeah, <laughs> I figured I uh, figured Caitlin would, uh, Caitlin would actually do pretty well with this question. Um, there's others as well. Uh, none of them that I really recognize <laughs> myself. Um, but there's some bigger names in there. Uh, so with that, Andrew still at zero points. Caitlin, you're up to two point five, including the points from last week. Oh man! Yeah. Are you ready for the second question? Yes. Yes. All right. In this podcast, we'll be talking about a newly released graphics card by AMD. What is the name of that graphics card? Uh,
1: I looked at the notes earlier. I (laughs) should know this. I'm not, I can't even think of it.
0: Partial answers for partial credit.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to pass, Tyler. Oh. It's got a number in it.
2: <laughs> a number in it, so I could throw out a number and maybe get it. Yeah,
1: throw out a number, Caitlin.
2: High number, or low number. High number. Five hundred. I don't know.
1: know. Nine eighty. Ooh. Any
0: other guesses? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I didn't. All right, but that's okay because I will tell you guys all about this graphics card later on. Do you guys oh, give up on this question? Yeah, I think yes. so. All right, and the graphics card, I would have accepted the RX four hundred series, or specifically the one I will talk about here in a little bit is the RX four eighty.
1: The
2: RX four eighty. I was
0: close with so, my number. Yeah, me too. Was <laughs> close with five hundred, and Andrew was close with the eighty of the nine eighty guess.
1: Yeah, if we if we pooled our resources,
0: we might have gotten <laughs> it. Yes. So that was question two. Question three. I think either of you two could get this one. I will be giving a listing off three movies, and whoever can tell me which movie is going to be released first gets one point. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So the three movies are Ghostbusters, Suicide Squad, and Star Trek Beyond. Since Ghostbusters Star Trek Beyond. So Andrew is Ghostbusters, and Caitlin Star Trek Beyond.
2: Yep, totally guessing.
0: All right, and the correct answer was Ghostbusters. Andrew, you received a point. And so the order was Ghostbusters with July 15th for its release date. And then Star Trek Beyond, July 22nd. So you're close there, Caitlin. Darn. And then uh, Suicide Squad is actually August 5th. So not too far away, really, a month. All right. So with that, Caitlin, you are now up to 2.5 points. You are ahead of all of us. Uh, then it's second place with myself with 1.1 points and Andrew, uh, third place with one point. You know, we're, I, we're getting closer to trying to get that, that second, uh, I second need an spot. opportunity
1: to get another one points.
0: I'm just glad True Blood was <laughs> able to help me with something
2: in my life.
0: Yeah. For once, True Blood was successful at helping someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And with that, we can move into our movies section.
1: Okay, so now it's time to talk movies. Um, Since we're recording a few days early uh, because of the 4th, we're going to try to keep things a little bit shorter uh, because the holiday. So I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Um, But we're going to try to keep things moving a little quickly because uh, we have other things that we have uh, scheduled previously. So don't have a whole lot of time for recording this week. The featured movie this week is Tarzan. Uh, We actually just got out of seeing that not too long ago. Um, Any pre-thoughts you want to share, Caitlin?
2: I wasn't really expecting much, actually. I didn't really hear about this for like maybe a month in advance I didn't know there was a Tarzan movie. But I, I mean, I was willing to see it and I was actually kind of excited because Tarzan's a fun story, you know?
1: Yeah. So going into the movie, I also didn't have much for expectations. Uh, the trailers didn't really sell me on it, but there wasn't a whole lot else this week that I was too excited about. I think the only other movie was BFG, um, which we could have, Gone to see i guess but i
2: really want to see that actually but yeah. we we decide not to but i love bfg as yeah. a child and just a question um do you when did you find out about the tarzan Because i didn't really notice nowhere was coming out to like a month in advance yeah i
1: think it was about a month ago i saw a, tr- uh, a tv spot and uh, that was the first i saw of it and i was like huh
2: which is kind of surprising like and it just kind of came out of the blue
1: yeah it's not really a movie that's that's easily marketable, I don't think.
2: That's a good point. It's just, it always surprises me when that happens.
1: Yeah. It's not an origin story. It it The majority of the film is set a couple years after the events of him being in the jungle. I mean, you do get like glimpses of that past.
2: Which I preferred actually because I didn't want a straight out Tarzan and Jane love story again. So we've seen that so many times, you know.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a story that's been adapted multiple times, including that uh, animated Disney film. Um, oh, that's a great one. Yeah, so it's not it's not a story that rehashes that. It's set in uh, 1890, I think, a few years after Tarzan gets out of the jungle and he uh, situates himself as a uh, a lord and is uh, a little bit fancier than the the ape man that uh, you're familiar with. So. You do get glimpses of that backstory though, so it's not like a straight up sequel, I guess. You get glimpses through flashbacks of his his time in the jungle, but it's not a focal point of the film. It's... Interesting. The The movie itself is kind of interesting to me because it's kind of done in the style of a classic adventure serial in, in some regards, where it's uh, a more of a traditional adventure movie. It's not like an action movie. It's more of a traditional adventure movie, something uh, reminiscent of, of the action ser- or adventure serials of like the 1940s, uh, the kind of uh, 15 minute shorts that they'd play before uh, a theatrical movie. Something you don't typically see nowadays with uh, big blockbuster sci-fi sequel and superhero movies.
2: Yeah, I also enjoyed the adventure story. As I said before, that I didn't. I was thinking it was maybe a straight out um, Tarzan Jane love story, which you could kind of like get the feeling of from that from the trailer. Did you? Yeah,
1: um, I I didn't really think that it was going to be something that was set after the fact i thought it was going to be more of like i mean the, the the title of the film is the legend of tarzan so i thought it was going to be building on that legend instead of being something that takes place after
2: which it sounds like it would have been a very good story anyways but i'm glad that they didn't do that route and it was more of a straight out adventure story for um tarzan well actually john and jane like him having to rescue her she wasn't quite the damsel in distress which was nice you know
1: Yeah, so i mean like there's less emphasis on action it's more of a I don't know, kind of like political
2: plotline. It was super political. It was all about the Belgian in the Congo.
1: Yeah, so they're bankrupt and they want they want all them diamonds, and uh, they're gonna use uh, force slavery upon the the natives in order to get there.
2: Or even they had like they showed all the tusk of the elephants that are like being shipped by train everywhere. Like mm. how many elephants were killed? How they're destroying the land in the Congo. It was an interesting take. Like I wasn't expecting such a political movie, but I it I didn't mind it. I enjoyed that.
1: Right. Yeah. It was it was nice because I mean like you have a, a bigger, I don't know, uh, more adult-themed story than I was anticipating because I thought it was just going to be kind of like a Jungle Man movie.
2: I totally thought so as well. I was like do we even really want to see this movie, but I'm glad we did.
1: Yeah so there there is a lot going on uh in that regard and and uh it does a good enough job getting from point to point um progression of the film the the flow of information is fairly consistent and uh it's broken up with enough excitement to keep you from getting bored it's it's about two hours an hour and 50 minutes for yeah. the run time
2: it it was i wouldn't say it was action-packed the whole time but it had a nice steady flow where um i was i was good with that yeah. and i thought the acting was very well done like I, I was good. I was good with the acting.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, you've got you got uh, Christoph Waltz, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, um, Margot Robbie, who's going to be in the upcoming uh, Suicide Squad movie as uh, Harley Quinn, and I think uh, Alexander Skarsgård did a, a good job representing Tarzan. So uh, di- it's not like a too terribly dialogue heavy as far as it goes for that character uh, in particular. Which um. I'm not
2: surprised on. Like I was, I didn't really want a dialogue heavy for him. Like he yeah. he grew up not speaking at all to what a, I don't even know what age. But
1: right, so I think he did a, a good job, you know, representing that character and, and uh, looking at him, he feels he feels the role well.
2: Yes, I thought so. Um, I could see it totally.
1: So yeah, it, it does flow well. Um, things are move pretty quickly. Uh, there's there's a lot of like dialogue of that political plot line. So you have a lot of that filling in, and that can kind of like come into a lull. But like when you get to that point where you start to get bored, like then they they throw something else in there to kind of break it up, and it keeps that flow fairly consistent. Um, so it, there there isn't like a moment where you're too terribly bored uh, with all of the slavery and all of those other ongoing happenings.
2: One thing I'm disappointed is that they didn't actually write emus. Like they promised.
1: (laughs) They didn't promise anything.
2: I was led to believe it.
1: Oh, you were led to believe and that that equals a promise.
2: To me, yes. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. So
1: so Caitlin was promised on an assumption and uh, they didn't fulfill that promise and she's very disappointed. So, The the biggest complaint I think I have was the... uh, the backstory flashbacks. The the Legend of Tarzan is something that most people are familiar with. They've seen some representation of the character, whether by the books or the Disney cartoon or the various uh, movies that are out there. Um, so, I mean, it's something that we're all familiar with. So I didn't think a lot of that was necessary. And a lot of them came spliced in at, at weird times. Like, it didn't flow well with the rest of the movie. There were some instances where it did make sense because there are some backstory elements um, that... Fit in with a certain subplot that gets highlighted in in the towards the end of the film, um, so that was necessary. But a lot of them felt pretty unnecessary, and I think getting rid of some of those flashbacks could improve the flow and, and kind of trim down the runtime a little bit.
2: I could agree with that.
1: So as far as pros go, I think it, the film had uh, some solid direction. Uh, a lot of the the sweeping shots were pretty good. Some some impressive visuals there, um, and it's fun to see a traditional adventure movie where you have. Nowadays, mostly of the films that you're in the cinema are, are sci-fi action movies, big blockbuster films that are uh, sequels or overblown action movies. And it's kind of fun to see a more uh, adventure movie in a, a traditional sense. Christoph Waltz is, is great in pretty much everything. And uh, when he takes a moment to, to tell a story, it's, it's arresting. And you just want to, like, listen to every word. And I, I could listen to audiobooks if Christoph Waltz was uh, reading them.
2: He's a great villain. Like, I know he's been like a protagonist in other movies, but like, I, I like him best as a villain.
1: Yeah. He's fantastic. So that's definitely like a highlight of the movie, uh, him being in it. So uh, cons, there's a lot of flashbacks that don't fit well or uh, feel necessary. Also, I'd love to see some actual wildlife. It's, Uh, even if it was just like b-roll like filler you know between shots most of the animals in the film are computer animated and while they look good they definitely don't feel alive most parts so uh, seeing some kind of like actual living animals even if it was just b-roll in between shots would have been a welcome improvement i think there were some some cringeworthy lines as well like some some of the the dialogue was a little bit hammy but i mean it's a movie that doesn't take itself too too seriously so i can forgive it it's not as as bad as like uh independence day as far as like bad dialogue goes but it definitely um has some moments where it's uh facepalm worthy like uh that didn't need to be in there it was kind of just a stupid thing that you had to say
2: i feel like i i turned and laughed at you a lot during that movie just Mm -hmm. during random lines yeah. But the action was very good. I'd have to say that little dialogue was a little iffy at times, but I did enjoy the action.
1: Yeah. So you got any uh, pro cons you want to go over in particular?
2: Pros, like I said, the action was good. I did like those a straight out adventure story. Um I did actually I don't really like a lot of political movies or some it just depends on how they do, but I felt like I felt like they did the political aspect well. Mm-hmm and it's that's an interesting time during the congo that i i do like to learn more about and i would like to learn more about actually so i enjoyed that the dialogue i did not really enjoy i don't know the movie just felt a little forgettable like i if i never saw the movie i'd be okay but i still felt the movie was was good yeah it, it's i don't know how to explain that
1: it's it's yeah it's not something that you regret seeing but it's not something that you would have to go out of your way to see or necessarily would you know feel compelled to see again final thoughts i think it's a decent movie it doesn't take itself too seriously but despite that um it does tackle some serious subject matter some of the themes that i wasn't anticipating from the trailers uh, that i saw beforehand i, I thought it was going to be you know, a straight up ape man movie but uh it does dive into a little bit more of the political aspects with like the the belgian congo and, and things like that it's definitely not high art but it was a nice break from the bigger louder sequel-y films we get nowadays it's uh it's definitely not the best movie of the summer, but it was a fun watch and, and a decent distraction. Like you said, I, I might not see it again, but I didn't feel like I wasted my money. So I'll give it a, a solid two out of three.
2: I agree with that two out of three. Like, um I'll probably forget about the movie in a few months or to a year, but I, I enjoyed it at the time. I could yeah. see us maybe buy it and keeping it on our shelf, maybe pulling it out maybe five years from now. Yeah. yeah that's
1: something that we don't necessarily feel compelled to revisit, but it's you know having the option there it's it's not a bad movie, it wasn't a terrible uh experience. I enjoyed it there were some 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 downsides to it, but all in all, it was enjoyable, not a waste of money, not a waste of time
2: yeah, there's more upsides than downsides so. for sure.
1: All right, so with that, uh, we've wrapped up our movies, and now we're going to go ahead and talk games. Um, This week, I'm going to highlight Resident Evil 5 for me. Uh, This is a big one because uh, Resident Evil 5 is one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, it was just re-released on uh, current-gen consoles. Um, I will have a a re-review, so we'll do a video review of that uh, once I spend a little bit more time with the the re-release. When the, when the game first came out, I didn't really want to give it much of a chance. I played a demo of it and I wasn't too thrilled about it because it was basically a straight up action game. And that's not what I wanted from Resident Evil. It was an action game that focused on like co-op. But the game came on sale one day and I bought it on the cheap and uh, played the crap out of it. And it's honestly like one of my favorite games. It's Definitely not like one of the best Resident Evil games uh, as far as like horror goes, but it's just a solid, fun action game. It's great for co-op. I've probably logged over 150 hours on 360 and probably another 100 more on PC. It's definitely a game that I love, and I was excited to play it again on my Xbox One because uh, it's not backwards compatible, and, and with them doing a re-release, it's likely that it'll never be backwards compatible, so me being obsessive that I am over the game, I ended up shelling out the 20 bucks for the uh, re-release.
2: And weren't you ridiculously good at one point at this game?
1: Yeah, I would say that I'm still ridiculously good at the game. On um, yeah, on the Xbox leaderboards, uh, a friend of mine and I would do speed runs, and we would we would rank the speed run list. So
2: that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that uh, is a game that I definitely have fond memories of, and I bought the Xbox One re-release. I was hoping for probably a little more than what I got. This re-release offers absolutely nothing new. The game's resolution has been increased to run natively in 1080p but all of the assets and textures are the same and some of those look downright ugly now the game came out in 2009 so it's been seven years A lot has changed in that time. I'm going to probably cover that a lot more in the video review, but it's just disappointing to see that they didn't do anything as far as like making the game look better to warrant a $20 price tag. This is basically they just like made the game compatible with newer hardware, run a little bit smoother. They probably just like repackaged the PC port of the game and uh, called it a day. But all of the DLC comes with it so you get the two standalone um not standalone you get the two storyline expansions and then like versus mode um i think there was another expansion for mercenaries mode too i'm not sure but um you get all of the dlc that came with it so i guess that's something um but all in all like the game hasn't changed at all like even the menus are identical to what they were on the 360 ai is still as dumb as it ever was so there's no improvements there uh, and that that's frustrating because it's a game that like definitely was made with uh, co-op play in mind. So having a stupid AI companion makes it uh, next to impossible to play the game and enjoy it. Not necessarily play the game, but play the game and enjoy it uh, to its full potential uh, solo. It's a game best played with someone else. Uh, on that topic, Caitlin... Has gotten her first opportunity to play Resident Evil Five this past week. Uh, we we dived into that uh, together. So we we started on easy for her um, amateur mode, so she could uh, get her feet wet.
2: Yes, so I'm. I'm. This isn't typically the type of game that I play. I play more of um an RPG type. So we played easy to get me used to it. because it's a third person shooter, but um it's still I I struggled a bit. I did enjoy it, and I, I would like to play more. If we ever do stream, it's just going to be a lot of me struggling through it. So hopefully if you guys watch that, you en- you enjoy that type of thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's still learning, so go easy on her. But yeah, co-op is still a blast, even if she's not very good at it. But it's a blast to play. and it, it, The couch co-op is still there, so you can play split screen, um, which is good if you have a buddy and you want to play on the couch together. But it's definitely a game that's best experienced co-op. Don't play it solo unless you're really obsessed with it.
2: <laughs>
1: if you've played Resident Evil five before this game, the re-release offers absolutely nothing new for you. Uh, if you haven't played any download, uh, downloadable content, then you could get that, I guess as a perk, but really the, the increased frame rate and, uh, higher resolution don't do much to warrant that, uh, $20 price tag, especially if you've played the game before. If you haven't though, Resident Evil five is still fantastic. It's, uh, Hell of a fun game to play, uh, especially if you've got a a co-op partner to play with. And, you know, despite some of the complaints about, like, the older assets and textures, uh, despite its age, the game still looks good. So, Tyler, I know you've been playing uh, Star Citizen. Uh, Have any
0: thoughts on that? Why, yes, I do have some thoughts on Star Citizen. And I'd actually like to start that out with a quote. Um, The quote is, I don't want to build a game. I want to build a universe. And that is by Chris Roberts, the creator of uh, other games such as Wing Commander and Freelancer. And this new game is Star Citizen. And when I say new, it's it's been out for a couple years, actually. But it is still in pre-alpha, which means they are still adding features. They're still working out bugs. When it goes into pre-alpha, then it'll be in alpha, you know, and then beta, and then actual release. So hopefully it uh, doesn't... St- been too long in pre-alpha because now i've paid my way into it a little bit and i'm actually i can play it now and i would like to see more of it for those who don't know star citizen is a 100% crowdfunded space simulator or mmo or first person shooter Uh, you can pretty much play almost any way you like Uh, you can play by yourself and pilot one-man ships or you can join friends in a corporation kind of like a guild in a way, and be part of a large ship with multiple crew members that are needed to fly that ship. You can create missions for yourself or other people or follow in-game missions. The, gr- the game is great. It's got fantastic graphics. I have my graphics set on low, and it's still just stunning. And, it's, and it incorporates real physics. Uh, they're working on putting in a real economy coupled with real consequences for each action you make, uh, which should make it a very fun game and hopefully a very addicting game too. I really want this game to be addicting as bad as that might sound. <laughs> but this game is probably the most ambitious game I've ever seen. They want to do so much with it. They've already done so much with it and I'm just I'm really excited for its release. Um, I've been playing it for maybe two, three months now. And they've made huge improvements since then. I played it last week, Tuesday, on the stream. Uh, not not this week, though. But I'm really hoping that they would get closer to a release time. And, and I feel like they're making their way to that point. Because, like I said, two, three months that I've been playing it, in the beginning it was very buggy. You know, You get on the server and everything freezes up and hangs for a little bit and then you can do things again. Or then it'll hang up again and do things again. So it and and now it had jump on, and I maybe had it hang up once. It was probably more something on my side versus server side they They've made a huge improvements, and I like to see that you can follow their development all through their website. They have podcasts as well, and uh I'm really excited about this game. It's computer only as far as I know, but uh if if you have a computer and you want and you like playing space games, flying around, shooting things uh it's a really good game to to look into.
1: All right, and I think that wraps things up for gaming. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to Tech Talk. So this past week, Microsoft uh, officially announced when the Windows 10 anniversary update will be coming, and that is August 2nd of 2016. That's going to be coming both to mobile and PC, so that's going to be uh, uniform across the board. And there's going to be a lot of improvements uh, and, and new features coming to the Windows 10 anniversary update. One of those features is going to be extensions are finally coming to microsoft edge if you use that as your browser you'll be able to add extensions a lot of people who are in the insider uh windows insider have the preview builds they've they've been able to to use edge extensions for some time now but that's going to be coming to the larger populace who have the uh release builds of windows 10 additionally windows inc is coming around Uh, that's going to add new pen and touch features to windows 10 one example is um The like Bluetooth pen support, like if I click my pen for my Surface, uh, right now it'll open up to OneNote and uh, it'll let me choose between OneNote desktop or OneNote modern, but I don't have many choices beyond that. With Windows 10 Anniversary, uh, I can set it so that it'll give me a a suite of all of the pen compatible applications. So I can open them directly from a quick launch menu there and have more customization options. Um, It's kind of a bummer that they've held out on that feature. But it's definitely nice to see that coming right around the corner. It'll also add some drawing tools like rulers and French curves. Uh, You'll also get stuff like sticky notes. And the sticky notes where you can jot down your notes will be available on the lock screen. So you won't need to unlock your system to, to continue writing your notes. There's also going to be a screen sketch feature similar to the inking tools like in Edge Browser where you can open up any web page and, and uh, scribble down some notes on that, save it to OneNote, share it, whatever you want. Uh, there's going to be something like that, uh, but it's going to be not locked to your browser. You can do that with any program that you have open on your, your desktop. Think of it kind of like the uh, the snipping tool, but with a little bit more features for pen and touch there. So. Screen sketch is what that's called, and that'll be definitely useful for note takers uh, or people who want to, like, share some screenshots, like, hey, like, this is what you have to click on, and you circle it and send it, I have to do that a lot with uh, my wife, so... (laughs) There's also going to be some updates to Windows Hello, which is the Windows 10 biometric and authentication feature Uh, that's going to allow users to unlock their computer with a Windows Hello enabled phone or other companion device. Um, So instead of having to like enter a password or use like a a fingerprint scanner or an iris scanner or various other methods to unlock your computer, uh, you can uh, use like something like an NFC chip where you can tap your phone against it or your your smartwatch uh, if it's compatible, things like that. So um, that'll be cool. Uh, Probably also like Bluetooth proximity. So like, hey, my phone is this close to my computer, so unlock for me. Additionally, Windows 10 Mobile will also be picking up some features, including the Xbox One controller support uh, that'll be coming with the Windows Anniversary update. Um, That's particularly exciting for me, uh, being a Windows Phone user or Windows 10 Mobile user, um, because that hints at the future that there might be xbox game streaming coming to windows phone as they they continue to unify the platform um so i think that would be great uh being able to stream my xbox to my phone um or even have like a continuum uh xbox enabled games that i can sync my phone up to my television and and play full screen games from my phone with an xbox controller so i think tyler has some things he wants to say about the new amd graphics card Uh, which he mentioned in the trivia, uh, which I feel ashamed that I didn't know.
0: And as a man who reads the notes, I expected you should have known that one. All right, yes, uh, AMD released a new graphics card, uh, the Radeon 400 series. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, we did talk about the NVIDIA graphics card, the 1080 and the 1070, um, and, and I mentioned how they are... Uh, new age they're they're the best of the best as of right now for consumer graphics Um, and so amd when this came out i was thinking hey maybe that's gonna be a good competitor for it and well to be honest it's not Um, it is not a competitor of the 1080 or the 1070 but it is definitely uh, going after your wallet because it is cheap It is for those people who are looking for a cheaper graphics card who are still going to be able to get good quality out of it. There's some good things about it that I thought, and that is VR-capable and VR-ready. It boasts 4K at 60 frames per second with H.265 compression at no performance impact. We'll have to see how that actually works out, but I believe them. New Polaris architecture to provide better power consumption and be ready for new and near future features. That's hard to say. (laughs) And uh, it also comes with a utility called Wattman, and it allows for extreme customization of your overclocking, fan speeds, wattages. It's really a very inclusive utility for your graphics card, so you can customize your performance however way you want it. And it is affordably priced at $200 for their base model. Some things I kind of felt bad or thought it did poorly with was using GDDR5 memory, um, whereas the 1080 was using the GDDR5X memory, the newer version of it. Although I can't really I guess knock it. I mean these these are I put them in the my bad section, but they aren't really bads. You know they're not they're not killers of this card. Uh, it only comes in four or eight gigabyte options, nothing higher as far as I know, the the 1080 was was a lot more than that. I shouldn't be comparing the two, but I, I am for some reason. <laughs> uh, and, but I feel like a newer newer graphics cards, you can put more memory in there. It's not gonna hurt, you know. Uh, most games will probably like to see more memory in there. Uh, it moves at a speed of seven gigabits per second. Um, Eight on a specific model they have, uh, and that is kind of it's pretty fast compared to uh, current graphics cards. It's not a huge improvement on anything, if if any, compared to some of them. Power cable is on the side, not on the end, so that might become a problem, especially those with tight space in their cases. And it is still outperformed by the NVIDIA GTX nine seventy, and that card has been out for a few years, so. Playing games, it the 970 was able to give more frames per second at 1440 resolution, so uh, pretty high resolution, but a, a fair resolution. But I guess what it does come down to, though, is the 970 is still more expensive than the the AMD Radeon 480. Yeah, I'm, I suppose I didn't even say it. I'm talking about the 480, not not the entire 400 series, because there are a few different versions. I guess some thoughts on that. AMD's goal with this card was to pack as much performance as it could into a $200 card, not to outperform anybody. And it did that. It was slightly outperformed by the 970, but it provided better value per frame. So you were getting more more frames for your money, essentially. De- this is definitely not a competitor to the 1070 or the 1080, but it's great for those who don't want to shell out 400 or, or way more on a graphics card. I've been using the GTX 970 as a comparison for performance, uh, you know, saying how the 970 is still outperforming it, even though it's an older card. However, I would still recommend the RX 480 over the 970 as the 480, the new one, provides support for the most up-to-date technologies, so virtual reality and vSync. There's there's so many other things as well. Um, Overall, I think it's a great choice for those wanting to save money.
1: All right. And I think that wraps things up for technology, so let's go ahead and move on to comics. So this week, my featured comic is going to be Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, Issue 5. If you haven't picked up any of the Dark Knight 3 issues, I'll give you a quick recap. Um, This takes place after the events of The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Bruce Wayne's gone into hiding, hasn't been seen for like three years you also have the, the Kryptonian city of uh, Kandor. Uh, it's a shrunk-down shrunk city that's been you know preserved, and uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom, has possession of that right now, and he's been trying to, to resize it, um, get it back to, to full size. He eventually succeeds in doing that, and when he does that, uh, he notices that there's a bunch of Kryptonians that have been murdered, and they have like this uh, murderous cult now in this uh, mini-city that has been exploded into full size. So they need Superman's help. And Bruce Wayne and his sidekick, Carrie Kelly, go to track down Superman. And he's uh, frozen in his Fortress of Solitude. They bust him out. Superman's Superman and, and Wonder Woman's daughter, Lara, she has decided to side with the uh, Kryptonians. And uh, she beats down Superman, who refuses to fight her because it's his daughter after all. And then he gets cocooned in black matter. So that's where we are right now. Gotham's in and ruins car of the kandorians is moved by their willingness to destroy themselves to keep from being destroyed basically he's telling them he need they need to, to hunt down batman and he's gonna blow them up since they're kryptonians they have the power to do so because there's a whole army of them so we've got gothman ruins things aren't looking good Um, Batman is trying to put together a plan to take these guys down Superman he's encased in in dark matter it's a it's a really grim scenario and uh, things aren't looking good so we've actually have uh, Aquaman and Carrie Kelly trying to to get Superman uh, freed from this uh, prison as Batman tries to rain down uh, synthesized uh, kryptonite on the Kryptonians to try to weaken them. Um, so it's kind of like a Hail Mary to get this all working together. It's, it's a, it's a good read. I really liked it. Uh, I've, I've liked all of the dark Knight three issues up to this point. So, I mean, I was, I was expecting to like it and I did each, each issue comes with like a little mini issue. Um, the dark Knight universe presents and this mini issue I felt was probably the weakest so far. Uh, I really liked the other past issues like the, the wonder woman, one, the green lantern, the Atom. um, this kind of felt like it contributed less to the bigger picture than those, though, because, like, all of those had something to do with, like, what was being presented or what was going to be happening later on in the story. But I feel like uh, there other issues had something a little bit more to say to the bigger picture than this one. This one focused it on... Uh, focused it. i good at English. This one focused it on Laura, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman's uh, daughter, um, and... Basically, like the issue starts off, and they're they've got a couple humans in a car, and they're tossing them around for fun. And uh, Lara it, Ball is trying to impress Lara because he's got the hots for her, and uh, she's like, "Hey, buddy, you don't have to kill these people to have fun." So, I mean, that's really all it does is it shows that she still has some kind of sympathy for uh, humanity, but. That's really all it does before it, it devolves into some kind of violent foreplay where they start bashing each other and, and uh, making out. That one was kind of a letdown. The, the rest of the main issue, though, was fantastic, in my opinion. Unlike like the, the original Dark Knight Returns, the Dark Knight 3 issues have a little bit more contemporary pacing, larger panels, less panels per page than what you see in uh, the Dark Knight Returns. That was something that I wasn't really expecting when I first picked up the first issue, and I was kind of disappointed by it at first, but I feel like it fits the story that they're telling really well. Uh, and that's important because, like, the pacing and the illustrations work so well together, and that's apparent in this issue as well. It never overstays it welcome. If you still feel like you're getting a lot of story out of it, but the pacing, despite being fast... Uh, It it has a lot to say. And it really helps to keep the pages turning. The biggest complaint that I have so far though with the pacing is that it feels like it's over too quick. Like, it's not like a criticism against the comic because it just like, I legitimately just want to read more. I'm uh, enticed by this this universe, this story, and I want to kind of continue to see where it goes. And I'm really looking forward to the next issue. I would say that this issue ends right at the good part, but the whole thing is good. Uh, It's a good read. I don't know how many people share my sentiments, but I feel like Dark Knight 3 is a solid return to form, and it's definitely a welcome new entry to the Dark Knight series. Uh, Issue 5 continues the trend of holding up to my expectations, and I really can't wait uh, until the next issue comes out. I think that's uh, August 31st, so it's kind of a long wait for the Dark Knight 3 issues, but they're definitely worth your time. I think that's really all I have to say about uh, Dark Knight 3. I give it a, a good... Uh, a three out of three. So um, if, you have, if you have time or if it's available at your local comic store, definitely check it out. Caitlin, uh, do you have anything you want to add?
2: Well, um, I have been reading Watchmen this week because um, I wanted to catch up on stuff.
1: She has never read Watchmen before and she's curious. She's, she's seen the movie at least. So she has that. But with the Watchmen, uh, Dr. Manhattan being present in the DC Rebirth, she kind of wanted to get a better background on, on what's going on there.
2: I'm all about reading source material and getting caught up. And since there was no there was no DC Rebirth issues this week, was there, correct? I, I don't think so. Um, Unless we missed it. but
1: <laughs> That's entirely possible. I don't think there was a DC Rebirth this uh, week. I think the last one was June 22nd, and then the next one comes out next
2: week. So it was a perfect time for me. I got a gift card. I had time to read it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start reading Watchmen. I really like it. I mean, I have seen the movie, so I have a decent idea of what's happening while well, the dialogue in the graphic novels sh- goes straight to the movie so i recognize that but i really liked reading the source material it was really interesting it's very dark and it's like even though i know what happens like um i liked reading the beginning with like the comedian dying and um trying to figure out why what's going on and being introduced to all the characters it's just i i'm excited and i could probably if i didn't have to do the podcast and i probably would have kept reading it
1: How far would you say you got?
2: Um, I'm in almost the second issue, and they also have those um, parts from the original um, Night Owl where his book, Mm -hmm. so I've been reading that as well, so it kind of puts me behind. Um, I have a bad habit when I read um, any type of comic book, graphic novel, where I sometimes ignore the pictures, so I have to really slow down.
1: Yeah, it's important to get all of that context Mm -hmm. in. It's a, a book with a lot of nuances, and you want to absorb all of that.
2: And I had the issue when I'm really enjoying something, I just read it really fast, so I'm just, I'm trying to slow down, and so I just decided to put it down for the night, but I really like it. I could probably finish it within the week if I went crazy enough on it, if I didn't have work and everything, but I'd give it a three out of three.
1: I'd be disappointed if you didn't.
2: Well, I I know, but I had to state that I I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I'm reading it, and I might actually put some other stuff off from my plate, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good read. I, I, kind of something that just uh, I feel like would be fun to do. Um, once you finish reading that, we'll rewatch the uh, ultimate cut of the film.
2: Which actually I was going to ask you if we could do. Yeah.
1: So you'll finish wa- uh, reading the book. We'll watch the ultimate cut of the film, which also has the um, Tales of the Black Freighter spliced in. And we'll have a, a comparison. And we'll talk about like what you liked about the film and the comic. Uh, what you thought about the differences and, and uh, how you thought the two compared.
2: I would like that, because um, I like those things, and I actually did want to watch the movie again afterwards, because um, it, it's just interesting, and I love when um, movies take dialogue directly from their sources. I think that's kind of fun, and when I read it, I'm like, I get excited.
1: Yeah. That's, like, something, too. Like, I mean, you've recently watched uh, Batman versus Superman, yes. um, and, and that's something that has a lot of dialogue ripped from, like, uh, Dark Knight Returns, so... That's something that I appreciate with, like, Zack Snyder's films is uh, he, he obviously has an appreciation for the source material. Even if people don't necessarily agree with his filmmaking style, I'm definitely a big fan of Zack Snyder. And I, I really appreciate, like, what he's done for making uh, adaptations of, of comic books and graphic novels. I feel like he's, he's mastered the art of bringing something that's an illustrated art to the screen
2: it i agree with that i'm really excited to watch the ultimate cut actually so we can talk about that yeah because um we're waiting to buy it we're all excited i think we'll be watching it next weekend i'm guessing
1: yeah the voodoo side story voodoo has a deal where you can buy the digital copy and then get the physical copy sent to you and i'm a a collector i like owning the physical thing so i was holding off on getting the blu-ray um to to watch it but then a friend of mine told me like hey if you buy it on voodoo you can get the digital copy and then they'll send you the blu-ray and i was like oh that's cool every time i've tried to go buy it the purchase fails and it doesn't go through and it's a holiday weekend so i don't feel like calling the customer support number that it prompts on screen
2: we can just wait it's not a huge deal yeah we'll just wait we wouldn't be even watching it till next weekend anyway so it's it's okay
1: it's okay (laughs) but yeah i think that wraps things up for comics unless you have anything else you want to add
2: Oh, no, I'm good. I will keep reading Watchmen, and I'll keep you guys informed what I think, even though it's a good feeling I'll enjoy the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Fingers crossed. All right, so that wraps up our Power Up Powercast. I'm Andrew. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tyler. And as always, you can visit us at poweruponline.com. That's PWRuponline.com. Check out our regular Twitch game streams at twitch.tv forward slash poweruponline, and listen to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and soundcloud.com forward slash powerup online. For more regular updates, you can also like us on Facebook.com forward slash powerup online. That's PWR up online. And follow us on Twitter at poweruponline. P-O-W-E-R up online. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.